The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We were speaking earlier on about the fact that the Garda representative organisation had that overwhelming vote of no confidence in Drew Harris. Now we hear that they have decided not to invite the Garda commissioner to their annual conference. And it would suggest that the relationship between sworn members of the force and their ultimate boss is as bad as it has been in recent years. With us to discuss it is crime journalist with the Irish Independent Paul Williams and former Garda Sergeant Christy Galligan. I'll come to Christy in a second, but before that, Paul, just put in, in, in context for us the reasons for this fairly significant breakdown of relations. Good afternoon, Anton. Yes, it certainly is a pretty, it's, everyone's using the ter- word unprecedented, and it certainly is, and there's been more than one precedent set in this row. Basically, in a statement this afternoon, Brendan O'Connor, the GRA president, summed it up by saying, basically, this decision simply reflects the breakdown in trust in the relationship between the commissioner and the rank-and-file members we represent, who gave us a unanimous and unambiguous indication of their feelings last September. And that's basically it. And what they say in this statement is that the issue that led to this unprecedented and historic move last September to vote unanimously a, a vote of no confidence in the Garda Commission, which was passed by, I think, 98% or 99% of the people who voted. They're actually saying in this statement that nothing has moved on from then, uh, that this, the two sides are entrenched in their positions as much now as they were then. So they've created a new precedent and a new historic uh, departure by th- this is the first time in the history of any of the representative bodies in Angarda Shikana not inviting the Carda Commissioner, their boss, to their annual uh, conference. It's, 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 it's quite a, an extraordinary development. We've seen situations where, I mean, Jared Helner earlier on was talking about it in respect of, of teacher unions, where often a minister might be snubbed, but there is a sense of it being the regular annual pantomime and that it is cathartic, sends a message and then business continues as normal because that's how the union and department has often does done its business. This is not usually how the Gardaí do their business. Absolutely not. And, to, you know, to use, to use an old mafia term, this is, this is as much personal as, as it is business. Now, the minister has come out today and she said it before in the previous vote of no confidence. She said this is very personalised. And it is, Anton, very, very personalised this. This is 10,000 10, to one. Literally, uh, uh, Drew Harris is on one side. And 10,000 members of a Garda, the, the Garda Representative Association on the other side. And it, it, it is intense anger like this. In the statement today, they're talking about at a time when our members feel increasingly vulnerable and exposed to danger, they require stability and support from internal structures. They're saying they're not getting that support. And then you have to look at the circumstantial evidence to back this up. There's a case at the moment, Anton, where a guard in the Midlands has been suspended for three years because this guard gave an elderly, we're understood, we understand this, I haven't talked to him myself, but this is what we're led to understand and believe. He gave an elderly, isolated man an unclaimed bicycle to help him get around. Now, that cop has been suspended for three years, and the people who are investigating him are the specialist National Bureau of Criminal Investigation, who are doing a lot of these investigations and seem to be wasting their time, because this is the unit that's supposed to investigate the most serious crimes, or like the, or the equivalent of the Garda's equivalent of the FBI. And here they are, 
investigating a cop for three years who's been suspended for three years because he gave an old man a bicycle, which is in the best spirit of community policing. So you can imagine. We, we also saw it as well, Anton, the, 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 the very clear and unambiguous um, uh, uh, expression by the cops uh, uh, the, the, they demonstrated how they are afraid to do their jobs during those riots. They stood watching the gougers uh, ripping up the city and you saw a sergeant being attacked a big burly fella being attacked on, on O'Connell Bridge and surrounded uh, he, by thugs and the reason they're not fighting back is because but the thing about that is Anton that, like, <clears throat> it's an extraordinary state of affairs when you okay. have police officers who are out there supposed to stand up for people and they're afraid to take their baton out and give use their lawful right is to use force on behalf of the okay. state Let and me they're go afraid to, to, to do Christy it because Galligan they're going to be abused because Christy Gallagher, former uh, Garda Sergeant to any extent Christy is the fact that Drew Harris is not of the force because most of the Garda Commissioners I think without exception had come up through the ranks and would therefore have uh, been embedded in the system and the nuance of it to any extent has that left him with a tin ear to the needs of the sworn members that answer to him or has it left him that he isn't beloved by his own? I think there could be a case of both and and uh, while he's the boss, the Commissioner of the Garda Shikana, I mean it is very concerning at this present moment in time that there is a serious breakdown between the frontline members and the commissioner himself. And, and, and it's a sad day for all of us. I mean, I've been a member of the Garda Representative Association as a rep, as, as well as the AGSI, uh, that uh, this is the first time uh, ever that I ever, ever remembered that a commissioner wasn't invited to uh, a representative association. And, and just shows you how entrenched everybody is. We're talking about, and I agree with Paul there, there are so many issues within the Garda Shikana at the present moment, especially for frontline troops or frontline members, where those issues haven't been ventilated well enough. And, you know, I think it, it comes to the stage where we need cool heads to prevail at the present moment in time, I think. And we need somebody to mediate between both the Commissioner's Office and the Representative Association. And and whether it be somebody from the Labour Court or whatever, I think that's what needs to be done. This is not... But can I ask about that, Christy? That the, in, in, in most other organisations, you would say yeah. that is how the process tends to work. But the, the, on Garda Shikana of necessity is hierarchical mm-hmm. and to some degree authoritarian. Yeah. It doesn't lend mm. itself well to external mediation. The commissioner's role is not strengthened by being seen to be held ransom by members, as it may be perceived, nor does there seem to be any easy out, because at least if it's a ministerial negotiation, another minister may arrive. He's the only boss mm. there is. So how do we get out of yeah, this? I, I, I... Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, I mean, he is the boss at the end of the day. He's the commissioner of the Garda Shikana. He's the manager of the size. He's the CEO. And, um, you know, and, and this is is a disciplined force. And, and uh, when you're given a direction, you obey that direction. But there has been a number of underlying issues, as you can understand, and they've been well ventilated in, uh, in the media and <laughs> elsewhere over the past number of years. And, and, and especially in the last 12 months where the, the vote of no confidence came into to be, to being uh, where uh, you had, as, as Paul talked about, the, the riots in Dublin, uh, guards feel exposed to dangers. I mean, we have the issue where young uh, guarded drivers can't put on the blues and twos, the sirens or blues, and, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they can't use uh, the, the guarded cars to go, maybe go to a scene in, in quick fashion. So all of these things, including the suspensions, 
resignations, retention, recruitment, etc., etc. I mean, the list is endless at the present moment of time, and nothing has been done. We talked about exit interviews years ago, or last year, the exit interviews for people who are resigning. Uh, nothing has really come from that, apart from the representative association carrying out their own exit interviews. So there's a lot of things, and then there is an issue in relation to senior officers where we had uh, the, the, the security and intelligence brief in Garda headquarters was left uh, to lie because there was no Garda members from senior officers within the Garda Shikhana itself who were going forward because of a tax issue or a pension issue. I mean, all of these things have caused major friction and chasm within the force itself. Okay, now Paul and Williams, these need to be sorted. Paul Williams, where, where um, Christy Galligan, former Garda sergeant there, says that the, the issues need to be sorted. I suspect one of the challenges that Drew Harris might point to would be that many of those are not within his gift. The level of GSOC oversight is a decision for the department mm. and it's a policy matter for government. The taxing of pension funds is a matter for the Department of uh, Finance and the Department of Justice. And the discipline issue, again, is one that Drew Harris himself has raised concerns about, but whether or not guards are followed up by GSOC is not for him to decide. So how does he solve problems that he's not in charge of? The pension is an anomaly, uh, and that can be solved by the government. But it is his regime that has deployed. It's not about GSOC. And I, I always hear this thing about they're talking about GSOC. GSOC is, is, shall we say, to say this, the, the, the to be very kind to them. They're very, 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 very slow at what they do. It takes four and five years to investigate a small case. But the same is the same can be said of Drew Harris's own front guard, which is the anti-corruption unit and NBCI. A cop who borrow, gives a bike, an unclaimed bike, to an elderly man is suspended for three years pending investigation. Like, what's that about? And he tries to, every now and again to shove, shove over the, the, the blame or uh, uh, share the blame with GSOC. So if GSOC are doing this, the Gardaí Khan are doing that to their own people as well. And there are people, by the way, there are a number of investigations going on at the moment that are very, very serious, Anton, and, and the people concerned <clears throat> do need to be brought before justice. A, a handful of people who have committed appalling crimes while working in the guards. However, they're a tiny, 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 tiny uh, minority. Uh, uh, the rest of the people who are being suspended and, and, and their lives are being thrown upside down by Drew Harris's own uh, guard, his own guards, his own uh, disciplinary groups, uh, okay. their lives are being destroyed and they've been left there for years. And like, he can't okay. blame anybody else for that. Paul, thank you very much. Paul Williams, crime journalist with the Irish Independent. And before Paul, Christy Galligan, former Garda Sergeant. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.